Hello, 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 everybody. We are here today and we are loaded for bear. I've got my husband in the house and I've got Paul in the house. We're going to have a great show today. But first, I want to remind everybody, of course, that you can go to gfbestsource.com. Click listen now. It's live. And if you want to chat with us, you can go to the upper left corner and you can hit the Twitch link. And of course, we're out there on Rumble. So we're going to make sure that you all share for later viewing as well as watching us live. And... I have to confess, uh, if you managed to see last week's show, there was a little bit of frustration that I ended it with because I can't seem to wrap my head around the fact that I'm not sure if people are uninformed or they just don't care or what. So I would like to start this show with a, I'm sure most of you have heard about uh, Oliver Anthony and his anthem that has gone through, but the reason I want you to pay attention to this is because even if you've heard it before, this is a different look. This is a bunch of people that are out on podcasts and everything else that are hearing his song for the first time, and I want you to pay attention to these people as they listen, because it's going to be very poignant, and it's going to be very uh, important to today's show. So, Paul, can you play that for us, please? I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away, it's a damn shame, what the world's gotten to, for people like me, people like you, wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is.
working all day Overtime hours for bullshit pay Damn Damn What she saw there was real emotion from a large group of people that are supposed to hate each other. People of different diverse backgrounds, people of diverse color, people of, of very diverse wants and needs. But it proves one thing. We're all human beings. And if we can't get it the hell together and understand that point and the fact that there are more of us than there are of them, and that what they're trying to do is divide us. And the one thing we have in common is we all just want to be free and alive. And those are the people that are taking it from us. And I'm going to take this time to introduce okay, my guests that, today. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to bring Paul that, on first. That song was totally racist. <laughs> well, of course. Of course it was racist because everybody is listening to it. Well, here's the thing, too. Um, <laughs> It, it, it shows a redneck gentleman with, uh, who, who, by the way, quite openly clutches his guns and his Bible uh, to quote Obama. And he had a wonderful thing that hit everybody's heart. There were a lot of people there that were crying and, because it, it's the way we feel. And, and Bruce, I know that you and I have talked about this uh, in depth. My yeah. guest today is Bruce. He's my, my husband. And I've also got Paul, my producer, here because we're going to kick some butt today and not take any ah, prisoners. Ah, you know, I, I saw that CMT was really confused by this song because it was an actual country singer from the country that well, was making music. So CMT was like baffled well, on, and, and on she, what was going on and here. And he got offered $8 million <laughs> and turned it down because he said, he said, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to make money. I'm here to... Uh, I did this because I was depressed and fed up, and it came from my heart, and that's exactly what it sounded like. And, Brucey, we've been talking a lot about the fact that people are either uninformed or just don't care. And when I play that song, I, I just look at people and I go, when the hell will you care? Well, I'm going to sit there, and obviously one thing that disturbed you very much as a Williston election, and it destroyed, oh. it destroyed I mean, you were, you were struck. I was beside and, myself. And I, as, as Ollie said... Lord, it's a damn shame. What the hell you're thinking out there in Williston? Did you not get your heads out of your ass? I mean, seriously, what were you thinking? You didn't go to work. They took for you from you three hundred and seventy-seven million million dollars. You know, it's like that was your money. That was the kids' money that you sit there and say, "Oh, it's all for the kids." No. That did not go to the kids. What the heck is wrong with you? Get your ass out there and vote and know what the hell's happening. I mean, I sit there and I'm bitching at everybody and I'm supposed to be thinking I'm going to run as governor. I'd rather bitch at you and try to make you get your head out of your ass than be governor. We I'm, need more I'm people. very, very, very upset with this. We need I more mean, people that aren't going to take the $8 million. You know what I'm trying to say well, is they're there for the principal. Yes, exactly. And I tell you what. I'm going to sit there and say, oh, some people will be pissed off because I'll be somewhat, well, I'm completely uh, not politically correct in this because there's a lots of people. That money just isn't in a bank someplace. It's stolen. You got stolen and you let it happen. And you know what? You got to sit there and ask yourself, think about it. Who the hell has this money? Who, and they might not, you might be a little bit wrong, but who also let it happen? And who's letting it happen? I'll start with who's letting it happen. Who 
is supposed to be watching out over this, the laws and, and things that are, the laws that are being broken. Our Attorney General, Drew, Drew Wrigley. Wrigley. I call him Wiggly. Okay. <laughs> That's for a guy with the last name of Mo, I shouldn't be making too much fun. Yep, but yep, yep. Wrigley is like, hey, okay, one, you always ask two questions. Are you part of it or are you just enabling it? Okay, it's it's one it's or one, the other. Or it's probably one or the it, other, or it could be both, Kitty. Obviously, and we sit there and use. That's where I start with there, and of course, the head of the of the state, uh, Bergham Dougie. Of course, who else? Who else would do it? Now, obviously, I would assume the school board, who they try to get kicked out, they had to know this. They had to know it. How the hell do they do this? I mean, so. They're involved one way or the other. They, here's the thing. They, they're supposed to, each year you're supposed to have a reconcile. They hadn't reconciled for over five years. The audit came in and proved that there was a minimum of $377 million that had been misspent, missing, unaccounted for, whatever. And the state had not been following through and demanding that those yearly accounts be, 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 be set up and, and, and settled. And so it, it all goes back. To Bismarck. And then when when Drew Wrigley comes on and says, well, uh, you know, I can't do anything. And the auditor admitted, I I can't prosecute. All I can do is find malfeasance and point it out. And Drew Wrigley said, well, I can't do anything unless the school board votes for it. Oh, that's so bullshit. I mean, he's going to try to sit there and change the damn uh, Second Amendment on us, and he can't do anything for us in his job forte. I mean, he is the attorney general. Right, I would think so. you know. I mean, yeah, it should be. Isn't his job to enforce the law? Do <laughs> you don't ask the yes. guy that's committing the crime to? Well, is it okay if I if I investigate you? If that's the case, Paul, I don't know about you, but I'm signing up. What do you think? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I just don't know what to do anymore. When you've got the attorney general in the state, and all he's doing is saying, "Well, I, I they have to ask me to come in." B is an B, S is an S. You know. I, I am a person that spent a lot of time, 20 years in education, and I can tell you education knows how to waste money without having to have $377 million unaccounted for. We're real good at wasting money. We can, we can do that even when we're accounting for it, but when this, you've got this thing where it's unaccounted for, that's just blatant thievery. Well, and the thing is, though, I mean, what is, well, what is more frustrating in lots of ways— there's always going to be thieves, and our politicians are lots of thieves. What's more disgusting for you, that idiots that don't vote, don't understand, don't even look at what the hell's happening in their home, in their, in their districts, right next door? Or which one, which one bugs you the most, the politicians or the idiots that don't even make an attempt at it. It's like I sit there and as Newsmax is titled one of their shows, Wake Up America. I say, wake up America, wake up North Dakota, wake up Williston, wake up Hillsboro. I say, we got to get our heads out of our butts and start looking 
for people that want to help, not this flim flam man bullshit where they talk well and stuff like that. I don't need a Drew Wrigley that can talk well. I need somebody that's honest and going to fight for us. Yep. Well, the thing that I look at is it's either ignorance or apathy, and they're racing neck and neck yes. for which is worse. Because I, I uh, personally, I don't know which is worse. Ignorance might be worse than apathy, but in the end, the results no. are the same. You, so I'm I mean, apathy is worse because ignorance is just it just you know you're stupid you can't help it. Well, I don't I should, know you know but apathy is thinking oh, I'm too damn lazy I got too dang much to do and that's what everybody says it's like like I'd like to see it what do you yeah. think Paul well you know when you talk about um, you know the the school board and that kind of stuff there's one thing that just absolutely drives me nuts you know because they're constantly asking for all this money <sighs> they you know but every time I look at a elementary school. They got a bunch of double wide trailers outside of it for classrooms. I'm like, what is going on here? That's that's not a way that you should be learn like kids should be learning in school. I mean, it's it's absolutely asinine. Why why wouldn't they be able to have the funds because like I said, they ask for all this money. They don't give teachers any wage increases. They just keep filling the pockets of the people that uh, the administrators. They got lots of administrators. Yeah. What what is the numbers? What is the numbers uh, in the last 10 years of increases? Students, like 6%. Oh, students aren't increasing, though. Teachers, 8% of the teachers. But what is 86% increase with the administrators? Yes. What the hell? These are the ones that aren't involved with the students. Why the hell are we worrying about these administrators? And by the way, uh, just so you know, that includes health people, too. Well, let's do this really quick because I want to get back to that. But let's do let's do executive properties, because those are the guys that are going to do your garage door repairs and replacements and more. Putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever. Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Okay, and the boys from Executive Properties will be happy to take care of you. The thing that frustrates me so much about the school spending is the fact that they keep increasing our property taxes. Hillsborough wants a new school. That's going to add over 400 and some dollars to my property tax bill. They've got the assessor going out in her little Jeep to make sure that she can peek in the windows to take a look at how much she's going to advance my assessment on my house for. And the city of Hillsborough just came out and said that they need to raise the mills. It's going to be an absolute cluster fest. (laughs) Far as increasing, as far as increasing all of these taxes and stuff, and what are we going to get for it? Oh, we're going to get a brand new school, and the kids will deserve it, and then they're going to let that get run down because they aren't going to do the basic maintenance and everything else. So they're going to end up, like you said, with the trailers outside for the kids to go into and stuff. Because why take care of something when just down the road we're going to be able to build it new? Well, yeah, and you know, I mean, even in town here, you know, they're talking about because I think they just tore down Valley Middle School, Mm. or, or at least they're in the process of it. But, you know, they want to create this new giant middle school, which is fine. But if, you know, but if you're going to 
create uh, this giant new school, why can't you take these other elementary schools and actually just expand on them instead of putting up these god-awful trailer homes? I, don't, I just don't get it. You're not paying, if they, they aren't paying for it, they think it's great. And also, one thing that, I, I mean, you hate to bring it up, but it's a simple fact. Besides the outrageous amount of money, the total incompetence of what's happening in this country in education, the students are doing just terrible. I mean, we're falling like a rock in, in performance, and we're sitting there, and we're justifying all these things you you need so the kids are going to learn better in this night great yeah. new school and all this money we're spending it's not it's right now we're wasting it until we get our heads out of our butts and get some uh we had we leaders. had kids who were learning better in one room schools yes where they were writing on slates with chalk and everything else rather than the iPads and everything else we had children that were much more intelligent and much more well educated that left school at 8th at 8th grade uh, decades ago than we've got now. And that I blame completely, not on the lack of money, but on where the money is being spent and how it is being utilized. And I'm also blaming, I'm also blaming curriculum because oh, okay. curriculum right now, if you are a colored child in the United States, you are, you're, you're not, you're illiterate. You're just plain old illiterate. You know, and we're catching up to them damn fast here in North Dakota. And I, you know, I mean, not to sound old school, but I think some of the traditional values have gone to the wayside, which is actually affecting the education. Because like right now, you actually have to register to get a locker. You're yep. kidding me. No, nope, because they don't carry on books anymore. And well, so if all you have is a, a, a laptop or an iPad, I mean, if you're not like forced, I don't want to say like forced, but you know, opening those pages and going through the pages and learning, I think that's a lot more impactful for somebody like that's going to be learning a trade or, you know, going through this, the education system than trying to just swipe a screen. I think turning those pages is a lot more educational than just hitting the next the next arrow on your on your iPad, but that's not expensive. It can be uh, it can be reused a book. And the other thing about the fact is that you can't alter what a book says like that, whereas they can with the uh, with the swipers. Yep, I can't sit there and you can't ignore obviously mom and dad too and discipline. I mean, really, here's what's I I know well, quite a few no. te- I know quite a few teachers that I talk to. And I know one or two, well, more than that, that just sit there and scream about how much they hate. They really hate teaching nowadays because they do not get any positive feedback from a shitty little brat causing trouble in the in the back of the room. They send them to the principal, and the principal says, you, we can't do anything about it, and yep. they let them. That is the problem. We need some discipline. We need to be able to enforce it. If they don't want to be in school, they don't want to learn – that is then that's then we well, got to do something about it. Okay, well, and there's two uh, aspects to I think textbooks that I think are really important. One of them is you highlight the areas that you want to remember, or you put a post it in there, or you have a bookmark, and then you carry that to your locker, and then you know you can reference it whenever you need to. I mean, I don't know how the, these kids do it with tablets nowadays, but 
I, I think that that is probably way more important. And not only that, but make them carry those around. They're heavy. They'll get some exercise. <laughs> well, here's the other thing, too, to remember yes. is that this is one school district, and I'm not trying to hammer on Williston, but I have to because I got the statistics, that is missing $377 million. One school district in North Dakota, all right? Now, they're coming, all the school districts are constantly coming asking for more property tax, except I will tell you that Buxton and Reynolds did not ask for more mills. You want to know the, you want to know the excuse they gave for that? Well, the, the house reassessments came in so much higher, we don't have to raise the, oh, raise the property tax. They're going to get the money one way or the other. They're going to get the money ones. anyway. So, so what I'm trying to say is the, the plan here is to keep throwing money at it. And, of course, what's, what's happened in, in, uh, in Hillsborough is the farmers are getting hit because they're, they're raising the, the money on the, on the cropland, not just their homesteads. And so they're looking at... at being charged hundreds of thousands of dollars for their farmland that's going to go into the deep hole of Calcutta. And yep. so and so right now something that I I shouldn't be laughing about because it's not funny, <laughs> but I'm chuckling because see a lot of times the farmland and stuff was 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 exempt. Yes. And it's not being exempted in a lot of areas now. So now the farmers are feeling the pain. And they're coming forward going, what the hell, which is what a lot of those of us who have houses and stuff and uh, have been doing. And what people don't seem to grasp is that this is the death by 10,000 cuts. They're going to eventually get to you. Yes. If you don't stand up and protest, you may not have been touched by it in the past, but now you are. And sooner or later, it's going to get to you. And if you keep being uninformed or just don't care sooner or later they are going to gore your ox and you're going to go well what the heck and there's going to be nobody there who's going to be able to give a damn farmers do you do know every every revolution every one of them they go after you first buckaroos they do get your heads think about what happens this is part of it too they're trying to break you they sit there and say oh well you got all this cropland oh well, private property, private uh, uh, property taxes coming up, babe, and it's going to kill you guys. It's going to kill us all. And they're all they're aiming for you, buddies. Well, we both have had conversations. So a bunch of our friends are very, very large farmers and stuff, and and I understand this. And for example, the uh, 2023 farm bill is co- going to cost 1.51 trillion. And just so you know, it must address. Now, I want you guys listening to this. Wildfire mitigation and management, in addition to improving the health of our watersheds, hazardous fuel reduction, and managing our forests effectively. That's in our $1.51 trillion farm bill. You know, I, I, I think it was New Zealand, um, but they were talking about killing 200,000 cattle. And... Like okay, this makes a lot of sense because they want to cut down on carbon emissions. Yep. <laughs> okay, so now where are they going to get their meat? From ships that are going to have to transport it from another country. Uh, what do you think makes more pollution, a ship or a cow fart? Well, and then the other thing that they're pushing is something that Bill Gates holds near and dear because mm. he holds mm. the patents to it, and that's the uh, that's the 
near meat, the miracle meat that comes from fetal cells that they stitch together in a chemistry lab and then make it look like beef that they'll be feeding to you. Oh, and by the way, that's been approved for your children. Yummy. So your kids are going to get going to get to eat that at Yummy. their public schools that we're paying for, and then they will never know what real meat tastes like. So guess what? They'll never miss it. And if you think I am being reactionary, please go out and hit the little button on the little machine that's called your computer, and take a good look at what they've been doing in the Netherlands to the farmers because it is starting in Europe and it is coming to you. And it's going to be right next. It's coming to Canada first. Yep. It's just the way it's going to be. It's going to evolve. And yeah, America, yeah, you're going to be pretty late. But watch. Watch what happens in these other countries. It's just it's just the playbook they use. They well, always going to be. They always use the same playbook. Why not? Because it's always worked. This time it's going to affect again because of our children. They're going after the natural resources and of course the climate change and everything else. Yes. And they're looking right now. They're installing the small me- smart meters, which are going to allow them to adjust your electricity based upon the need of the many. In other words, you're, you're going to be getting off-peak without getting any of the advantages of signing up for off-peak. They're just going to go in and adjust your thermostat to 85 when it's, when it's hot out so that you don't use too much electricity. That, and they're why, taking care of your water. That's why I have a gas generator hooked up to my electricity. <laughs> Wait for it, though, because guess what? Guess what's going to happen? Guess what that propane and stuff's going to cost you? Because, of course, it's going to be rationed. They've got this thought out. They've got this thought out. And when this natural, natural resources and stuff, they're, they're, what the farmers don't understand is that the government would get out. I'm not talking about all the subsidies and stuff, but if they would get out of the way of the farmers. Stop with the, with the climate change green crap, because I know everybody's going to have fun when they come out with those electric combines and electric tractors. Stop with the, um, the, the natural resource hampering of our farmers and also make it feasible for somebody to actually inherit the freaking farm without having to pay through the nose to to get something that your mom and dad and your grandparents worked through the worked their entire lives to the bone for this is what's stopping everybody from being in farming this i think this is why they're trying to convert to that central banking uh system is because with the the advent of bitcoin they know that people can have control of their own income and everything and they want to put a a squash to that because we don't have a problem with politicians we have a problem with globalists and we need to figure out Mm -hmm. who they are and we need to just eliminate these people (laughs) well part of the problem is is that the globalists are funding our politicians that's yeah that's what i mean i mean mean, george soros is is has gotten so bad he's got packs in every state that just happen to be a Applying for things like, oh, well, let's see, they're paying for things like attorney general campaigns. Just a point on attorney general. I, I just wanted to and make that a point because the, because the AGs in a lot of cities are, are actually um, Soros-backed, and you can tell them the minute they, they try a case. They're, they, but they are not hurting either. They're part of this. Or, Absolutely. Lo, lots of them are. Well, some, some are just in for the money, like yeah. you say, Paul, but there's a, lots of them are in in this in the same ilk as the uh, the big monies. Yeah, and you know we were talking about this before the show, but you know I have four uh, children that are very young, and they're going to be growing up in this new world that they're trying to create. And 
you know, just really briefly touching on it, but that central banking digital currency is so scary because, like I said, I think that they found out that um, Bitcoin could be the new type of currency and they want to maintain control because, like they say, you know, you'll own nothing and be happy. And now you have, like, BlackRock that's making a BlackRock cryptocurrency. Now, people think, okay, well, that's just, uh, um, it's like an off, I can't remember the, uh, the exact name of it, but it's an off-brand of Bit, Bitcoin. But the problem is that once BlackRock gets involved with this, what they're going to do is they're going to go to every merchandising company and say, you're only going to use our coin. And if you don't use our coin, you're not, like, you can't accept Bitcoin, you're only going to accept BlackRock coin. And if you don't, we're going to shut you down. And this is how they're going to take over everything. Well, that's also why they want to get rid of cash. Yeah. Because because yes. they they cannot allow us to have the ability to barter and to use paper cash because that would allow you to actually save. If you have only the electronic subsistence for your ability to have a fiscal survival rate they can do what china does which is based upon your social credits they they you pay everything on your phone and they shut down that little app on your phone and you are broke you have nothing that you can do and i, I don't think that I, I mean call me a conspiracy theorist whatever you want but i think that this is exactly why biden is trying to print as much money as he possibly can because i think he's trying to destroy the doll the, oh, the american dollar definitely because because the the, the wand has has just kicked you know kicked the dollar's ass recently we covered that on the last show and it's it's just it's getting to become epic proportion that i try to pay as much as i can with cash and try to keep it going in fact there are several cities and and stuff that have actually passed legislation saying that companies cannot refuse cash because there's a bunch of them out there that have stopped actually taking cash they yeah. won't allow when it. i was yeah, a bartender thing about uh the not taking cash. People, read this right here. This is simply saying, somebody says, well, we can't take cash. You say, bullshit. This note is legal tender for all private and public debts. You cannot turn down this. Otherwise, you could sit there and say, okay, that I get to take it for nothing. But and they're legally, doing it every do day. It. I know, but you've got to just sit there and say, hey, well, I'm going to take it out then. That's yeah, fine. You know, if, you I, wanna, if you want to give it to me for free, I'm going to give you the money, or, you, or I'm going to take it and just walk out. And well, in San Francisco, you know you'd make uh, it. Yes, I know. <laughs> one of the reasons that they want to do that, too, is because I was in the serving industry for like nine or ten years. And what is the one golden rule of being a server? Tip in cash, because they can't tax it yes and that's why they do estimated taxing but one place you can get a great deal is <laughs> churchill shoes how's that for a segue Woo! oh halfway there has moved one of the largest SaaS dealers in the upper midwest is now in the grand cities mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love at churchill shoes they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit they carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to 
all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. And as somebody who loves shoes, and I will make the confession, I make Emil DeMarcus jealous because I've got, I actually counted them one day. And my husband knows this, that's why he's sitting over there smiling. I have well over 100 pairs of shoes. So go to Churchill Shoes and get some more, ladies and guys, because they're great shoes. All right, now I'm going to make a quick segue here because I want to talk about natural resources because I think this is, this is how they're going to really tighten the noose on us. And if you try to fight them, they're going to tell you how you don't care about the planet. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about a couple of things that are near and dear to uh, Bruce and I, because it happens to be up in, the, up in our area of the woods, up in Walhalla, because there's a data center, seeing as how we were talking about digital currency, that is up there in the Nokomis Pyramid. And this data center, this is going to be interesting because... We have sandy soil up by the Wahala area, Pembina border. And, and here's the thing. The data center is going to create, and this is a promise, up to 225 permanent jobs in the new Bit Zero uh, pyramid up there. Now, here's the deal. Those 225 jobs are going to be in the greenhouses that they're going to build next to the pyramid. And why are they putting greenhouses in? Because those routers and the machinery up there that does the Bitcoin mining and stuff requires... Thousands and thousands of gallons of water to cool them, and then they generate so much heat, so they're going to be green, and push this forth into the greenhouses that are going to be providing vegetables and all kinds of fun things for up there. So the bulk of the people are going to be basically not botanists, but they're going to be people that are going to be monitoring veggies and stuff up there in the greenhouses. Now, I want you to understand something. The amount of water that it is going to take to run through this pyramid to keep all of the machinery and stuff cool is going to be freaking phenomenal. And just down the road in a little town called Hamilton, they're talking about putting in a feedlot. Now, in that feedlot, what you're going to see is you're going to see them putting cattle in there that are going to require 250,000 gallons of water a day, 12 months out of the year, all right? Now, this is in an area right now where during the spring, the rivers are huge. I mean, the, they, they, there was a problem with the dam up there last spring because they were worried the dam was going to bust because there was so much water. However, right now, I can literally skip across that same river in my backyard and not get my feet wet because it would go from plenty to nothing. Now, there's a huge push out in our area to get everybody on listen for it, rural water. <laughs> why do they want us off our wells? And why are we looking at, why is Kit looking at this huge data center and this huge stockyard feedlot stuff going in and going, hmm, why are natural resources suddenly so important to everybody and why is water going to be so critical? Because just like with those smart meters where they're going to be able to turn you up or off Guess what they're going to be able to do once you're on rural water and they outlaw your ability to have a well? 
They're going to be able to turn you off, and you're not going to be able to object because it's going to be, my favorite phrase, for the good of the many, and they're going to control our natural resources. And Bruce and I have been talking and going, what the hell, and trying to be, again, the canaries in the coal mine going, you guys are being huckstered with all of this stuff, and you're sitting there going, oh, but it'll save the planet. No, no, it won't, but it will save a bunch of billionaires. That's crazy. I, th- nobody's looking at it. No, no. It, well, that is our problem, isn't it? We've been talking about it all day. We have people that just don't listen and don't learn anything. You're going to sell everything you've got for the promise of 225 jobs in a freaking greenhouse. Exactly. And I tell you what, that is, there's going to be years where there's not going to be no water either. Exactly. What, what are we going to do then? Because, I mean, you could have lots of, uh, well, the greenhouse, we don't care about it. We'll just, we'll just uh, uh, let the plants die. That, but, but is that a natural is, heat? Yeah. Uh, no. No. It's, no. No, it's going to be artificial. I mean, but it's from the machinery yeah, itself. I, I, bit, I mean, the bit, do you the, think that there could be any type of, like, radiation coming off of that heat? I haven't heard of anything from the Bitcoin, or, but who knows? I, 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 I mean, mean, I don't know, but... Well, the the thing that the thing that I want to take a look at too is the fact that you got to understand once the water and everything is 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 being managed by our government and stuff like that. Remember, we were talking about the farmers. Yeah, they're not going to get it. And having control of your own land. Guess what's going to happen? They're going to need to control the farmland because there's just limited resources. So guess what's going to happen? Corporate farming. Corporate farming, and well, then what else is going to happen too? is you won't be able to water your crops and then they your go to hell garden. and then they go to hell and we have food shortages wow wouldn't that be great for the elites well, well and not only that but so these things generate a lot of heat because they take a massive amount of electricity yes where are they getting electricity from? Oh, well, we got that handled. We got the windmills up in Langdon, you know. <laughs> yes, a and, whole bunch yeah. of <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm laughing. But the reason I'm laughing is because up at the cabin, we have literally, we have a three-room a three room cabin up there. And my my electric bill, because we only have baseboard heat up there, is about $400. And that's that's where they average it out over a, over a 12-month because it's so high during the winter just to heat those three little rooms. And whenever we return to the cabin and we're up there every week, the clocks are blinking because that wonderful, wonderful windmill farm out in Langdon ain't worth crap. So Gabby uh, Rios makes a very good point. She says, if you live near an Amish community, get to know them. <laughs> well, we live near the Hutterites. Unfortunately, the Hutterites embrace technology and, and yes, the car. So I'm going to be looking me for me for some Amish people to really dog on quickly because I'm going to need me some horses. <laughs> what do you think about the takeover? Because I think it's I think it's only logical. The takeover farms of, and the natural oh, resources oh, no, is going no, to be no, used to take that's, everything. That's obviously you read the farm bill and stuff. And what's I mean. I tell the farmers what's going to happen here is our interest rates, one, they're going to drop the farm bill. They're not going to give you any freebies anymore. They're going to sit there and say, oh, we failed him. We failed us. And the interest rates will be going up. You will be not be able to work on your farm. You're going to have to get rid of it. And guess who's the only people that can buy it then? 
the big, rich corporate people. And you know what's so sweet about that is because they own the banks, so they don't have to worry about the interest rates. It's like, whoa, you don't see this coming? You, you're probably not thinking very well. well. Again, going back to me not trying to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but, you know. When <laughs> oh, I, go ahead. When I, when I think of, again, like my kids, I mean, I'm not a farm owner. I wish I was. I could use money. But, hmm. you know, if I were a farm owner and somebody came to me and they said, okay, I'm going to buy your farm for $20 million, I'd be like, okay, well, that'll be, you know, that'll be enough to provide for my kids and their kids. Except that then when I sell it and all of a sudden my kid is 18 years old, and they go to the central banking digital currency system, and then he's like, "Yeah, well, I got my th- th- this farm for my dad for twenty million. Like, yeah, but your money doesn't mean shit anymore. It doesn't. And yeah. and see, just just like you know, Oliver Anthony said for bullshit pay because the dollar's worth nothing. In fact, when he was offered eight, eight million dollars, he said, "For what? Because it's gonna it's gonna be toilet paper." It really is. It's going to be toilet paper because the dollar is going to be worth jack. So $8 million. Bruce and I were talking the other day, and, and you asked me, you know, well, what did, what did a car cost when you, you got your first car? And I got my first car in the 1970s, and it was about it was a nice little tricked-out car, and I spent $4,000 on it. What's a car cost today? Yes. Oh, I, I mean, 30 I mean, and I remember seeing the ads for a Ford Mustang. As a matter of fact, the Ford Mustang I have was uh, 19 is less than $2,000 for a brand new Ford Mustang. Of course, that Mustang right now, even in the bad <laughs> shape it is, I would get 25000 for it. Yeah, but again, 25000 for what? You, yes. you just walk into a Cadillac dealership and you look at one of those Cadillac Escalades, because I see them all over the place, and I'm just like, who in their right mind spends over $90,000 on an SUV, because that's what they cost. All right, we got a phone call. No, Who is calling us up? <laughs> well, but <laughs> Cadillac dealership. Yeah, yeah. They, they they heard us, and so now they're advertising. Least they can do is pay for the promo. <laughs> but but here's the thing: this is the scare tactic. Tactics. March twenty fifth of twenty twenty. Uh, the U, not only in the U.S. but worldwide. Six years ago, the United Nations, my personal favorite, mm. an agricultural organization said soil degradation was going to proceed at such a rate that the world may have only 60 harvests left, noting that it takes a 1,000 years to build up of three inches of topsoil. This type of scare tactic is what's going to be used to have the government need to take over farming because you, you, you're not going to be you got, you all farmers aren't going to be able to manage the soil. You aren't going to have the capability that the government has to manage our electricity, our water and our farmlands. And it's going to be critical for the greater good they're going to have to take over. And I, I may be dead by I don't think so, but I may be dead by the time that somebody is sitting there going, "You will own nothing and you will be happy, and it will not just be a statement. It will be true. It's kind of interesting. They're talking everything's going to go to hell in 60 years. Okay, over in Italy and, and, and Egypt, they, they've been working that land for 30,000 30, years. But right now, they say in the next six years, it's going to be gone. It's like, no, no, 
don't even believe it. Of course, we've only been farming ours for 200. We must be doing a hell of a bad job of farming ours. That's why I said they're going to take over because, yes. I mean, the United States has been around for about 250 years or so. So I, I would assume that we're depleted. We, we're done. Yep, yep. You, the Egyptians, I don't know what they did special that they that it lasted that long. They're the reason there's a desert, you know. <laughs> Sorry, but... There's always a desert there, just, you know. I, <laughs> so you guys mind if I um, kind of take this off topic a little Go bit ahead. and ask you a question? <sighs> Because I think it's going to be really interesting with this 2024 uh, debates. I don't see anybody uh, on the Democratic side that has a chance unless Michelle Obama oh, gets in there. bite your tongue. But uh, so JFK Jr., if he wasn't running as a Democrat, I think he would have a chance. But this, um, but then you got Trump, who is also like going against the globalists. But then there's this Vivek uh, Ramaswamy who said in his like first week he would kill everything with an acronym. The CDC, the WHO, the FBI, all of them. Please get the CIA in there. Please get the CIA. Yeah. And so I, I'm just kind of curious on what you guys think of all these different people. Because I, I, like, I, I really like JFK Jr., but he is a Democrat, so I don't think I can... Pull for that one. You take care of JK. I'm going to cover that because because I have a theory on JFK, but the first thing I want to do is my last ad here, which is for Oh for Heaven's Cakes, but I want to make sure everybody knows that there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods, and that's where Oh for Heaven's Cakes comes in with the best cupcakes and cakes for special occasions or just a treat. And I want you to understand that they have got incredible, incredible specialty items by order. And you can just walk in not only to find out more, but to see what's behind the counter. And if you're a business and you want to treat your employees, they've got great monthly specials and they have employee discounts. So I want you to understand O4 Heaven's Cakes is on the north side of the back side of the Grand City Mall. They're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays from 9 to noon. And you can call them at 701 757 cake. That's 701 757 2253. Or go to O for Heaven's Cakes at yahoo.com and you too can be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins at O for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. And if you are artistic, get in there because they're looking for people to decorate cakes. And I am going to tell Paul what I think about JFK. And here's the problem I have with JFK. I going to put on my tinfoil hat now for you, Paul, and go, my conspiracy theory is, I think that um, he is possibility of being a Trojan horse. I think that he talks a good game with the uh, jab and the injections and the right to your own medical stuff, but he has come out and he has said that if Congress passes gun restrictions, he will sign them. He has also said that uh, he is incredibly, incredibly pro-save-the-planet environmentalist, which are two things that I just can't accept because I believe that that's the same road that is going to take us straight to lack of freedom and um, communist-socialist hell. So there was a time when I was listening to him that I thought there was a possibility there, and then I did a little bit of in-depth research, and I went... I think that this could be the guy that runs as an independent and collects the people that are dissatisfied with the Republicans, the people that are dissatisfied with the Democrats, gets elected, kind of like the dark horse that Trump was, and then we end up with a real problem. 
Yeah, and that's I, that's my problem with with Mister. I, I think he's also, um, you know, he he's a uh, totally against. You know, he talks about the jab and everything, but I think he's totally in support of aborting babies. So, well, uh, there there is that little problem because I, yeah. I I have my own personal feelings there from a backstory that a lot of people have heard. But what do you think about him, huh? I I'm going to go with the same thing. He's he is not the answer. I mean, he is, he's going to sit there and it's going to sound good some things. And, well, for one thing, now, and who are you going to elect? Here's one thing I just had down here, the debates. Who the heck is going to watch the debates and think that it's important? What is happening on that stage? You're going to sit there and you're going to make up your mind on which person you're going to vote for on how well he talks and how articulate he is. You don't give a darn about his past. You don't give a darn about what he's really thinking. And some, and you don't even learn, you don't even look at what he's done in the past. Those debates, I mean, anybody that sits there, everybody's so excited about the debates, debates. You can sit there and you hear from the, from the liberal bunch of crap to the, to the, uh, or the idiots at 1100. I mean, they all say the same thing, how important they are. Do not, do not, again, do not look and think that they're important. What these guys do, they're flim flam man, flim flam man. They speak they for a speak living. What they, they say what they want, and they're damn good at it, and they'll make you believe it. But and please not. don't vote for the initial after the name, R yes. or D. That's the thing, and if a politician's lips are moving... They're, they're saying something that's very self-serving because they want to get reelected. It's what they yes. do after they're elected that's important. Now, that's the one thing, Paul, that I have with Vivek is I like what he says, but there's no record. I think, I think that he's full of shit, too, I just, honestly. I just, I, I, he, says, he says that he'll go after the pharmaceutical companies, but it's like, dude, you're totally in their pocket. Well, he's, he made his billions from a scientific research company, and his wife's a doctor. Yeah. So, I mean, now that does shouldn't at, automatically sentence someone to political hell, but, but there's no record. And, and, and I understand that, but I just don't know where to go anymore because, because the politicians lie to us and then they vote and, and, do, do, and write legislation that's completely the antithesis of what they sucked us in to voting for them for. We get people that come with no record. Doug Burgum, for we, instance. Well, and we, we have to believe them, and then we're, then we're led down the road. But then, because they were elected once, we keep frickin' electing them. Because, well, that's a name I know. Yeah. It, it, it's so difficult, I mean, because it this, is. this is a, I mean, this is going to be a very important election, obviously. I mean, you know, I'm sure. No, it, I, it is. I'm sure that's what they say all the time, but yeah, I think this have, one yes. is, is going to be even more so. And that Vivek, I mean, even though I really like a lot of the things that he says, like you said... I don't know if I can take him at face value. And I also think that he's, you know, you have uh, Biden and Trump. And they keep saying, like, we need, like, younger politicians that are, you know, running the show. But he's 38 years old. I'm just like, I don't think that that guy is in any position to run the country. I actually think what he's running for is vice president. I think he won. I think he's banking on Trump winning. And having Trump bring him at him in as vice president because he keeps talking really good things about Trump all the time. He won't. If I, uh, he would. I, I don't disagree with you, but I don't think Trump would go that direction. 
I, I'm, I'm not sure he would either. I, although, I although I will tell you, but he already told you. He already open. said he would pardon him. I know. I know who that is, and that's a, butt kissing is very important. To Trump, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. That's, that's the one problem I have with the man. That, and Why remember, he's the one that did Operation Warp Speed. I mean, yes. there's, and he was also for red flag laws right up until he wasn't because he got roasted for it. See, that's the thing. That's the problem I have. And these debates to me, the one thing I do like debates for is that there, remember when, when they were talking to Pence and Pence, they asked Pence about the, the economy and oh. the importance of the um, American people, and he said, I don't care about the American people. <laughs> he, I mean, he literally said it. Yes. And, and I mean, that's the one thing that I do like the debates for is because people can actually slip up and say what they really think, which is death to a politician. But, but that's the one reason I do like the debates is that chance. However, in general... What I see is people that have been coached, and I used to teach this when I was a teacher. I taught them coached body language, and we would watch videos, and I would say, okay, now this is how you know someone's lying. You can tell that these are scripted physical actions and things. This is all theater, people. It is nothing but theater. You mean like Biden? (laughs) Well... Go ahead. Sorry, wrong side. Go ahead. Wrong earpiece. Or you could have Obama... As he reads the teleprompter, I mean, it's but, it's you just you just don't know. It's it, it's like if you believe what they're saying, you again are a fool. Well, I do have to, to admit one thing though, and that is I am sick and tired of voting for the lesser evil. Yeah, as according to the candidate that I can get behind and support, I am I am sick to death of having to decide between death by cancer or or death by something else because. When I'm looking at the political choices, not just at the presidential level, but at the school board level and other things, I mean, our chances are a lot of times which one is going to do the least amount of harm and they're all going to be trying to kill me. You know, so what we need, um, you know, when you played that song at the beginning, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying him, but somebody like that, that just comes from nowhere because everybody that runs for president, they all have a crap load of money because that's the only way. Yeah. That's the only way you can get it. So if you could just have somebody that was like this just shining light that just started from ground zero and got so popular just because of what his message was that he was able to, to make it to the ranks of president. That's what we need in this country. We don't need career politicians or billionaires. That's why term limits are so doggone important. Yes, we always, we, I've always been a term limit person. And like I say, I run for governor. There's no way in hell I'll do two terms. Well, It'd be one and done, and I think you would you'd do one and done, here's, too. Here's the thing. We want politicians that don't want to be politicians. Right. They're, this is not what they, they plan to do for a livelihood. And that's the problem. Everybody that... that Gets into the political thing. Kramer, yes. Hoven, Armstrong, Burgum. They all, pro- oh, we're just going to get in and fix things and then we're going to get on. And they stay and they stay because it's a lucrative business. Not only do you have people kissing your ass 24-7, but the money that comes in is unbelievable. And, and, and we're, the not power. Talking about the, we're not talking about the salaries, by the way. No, no, well, no. You know, and I mean, that's one of the things that kind of drives me nuts, too. And people are like, oh, Trump, he doesn't even, you didn't even take a salary. Yeah, but you can't deny that. I'm sure the guy had passed some laws that were lucrative to his businesses. I mean, it's... 
you know, it's not like he's a complete saint. <laughs> well, the, the thing to remember is humans are frail. Humanity, just by the basis of who we are, we're very subject to thinking that um, we're good people. Mm-hmm. And if you have enough people that surround you that tell you what a wonderful person you are, and power, and power goes to people's heads. That's why term limits are so important. And they're talking about you know, old, old white men or old white women and stuff. And age shouldn't be a factor in it, but what mm-hmm. should be a factor is competency and term limits should be designed so that when you leave, you don't keep sucking from the teeth by having those wonderful retirement packages go with you. You should be, you should be subject to getting in, getting out, and you're done. You go back to where you came from and continue to do what you were doing before you were a politician. That's how they did it in the old days with Washington and stuff. They didn't give them all of this money for showing up and then continue to pay them after they left. And then most of them go on to become lobbyists. I mean, who doesn't want a life like that? And then when you know that when everybody else is starving, they're going to take care of you. It's a pretty, pretty, really a pretty damn good gig to get into. Yes, indeed. I just, I just am tired I'm sure that they have extravagant parties and stuff, too, that they all just love going to. And believe me, the parties are both Republicans and Democrats are together. And that's one thing I always said. Oh, my God, that's That's my... That's you. Everybody's pockets are... The thing thing that I'm, I'm so frustrated about, though, is the fact that people are either uninformed... Or apathetic. And the attitude that I'm running into a lot is there's nothing I can do about it. Well, with that attitude, you're right. Yes. As a weightlifter, if, if I have it in my head that I can't pick up that weight, I guarantee you I can't. If you ever are an athlete and you think you're not going to win a match, I guarantee you you're probably not because you've already decided it ahead. It's called self-fulfilling prophecy if you want to get psychiatric exactly. about it. I love self-fulfilling but, prophecy. But hey, th- I got a question. Go I got to think. Uh, we talked about it before on it, one of the many things we're going to talk about on our on this program, and we didn't get through most well, of we'll it. Have but you there back. is one, no, no, no. There is one I wanted to ask you about. You said the carbon solutions. Yes. Yes. The pipeline is going. It's it's going to go to Beulah, North Dakota, right? Yes. And we had a re, we sit there thinking, wow. Uh, Beulah doesn't have the oil because no. we think it's you know it's extraction uh, uh, pressure thing that they're going to use the carbon for. So what is your theories? I got to ask my wife because okay. we didn't talk about it because we wanted to see who, how much difference. What is I'm, your theory on okay, it? Okay, I'm going to give you the 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 carbon Summit Solutions carbon pipeline and stuff is basically a, a money grab under climate change, and the reason that they're going into North Dakota. And by the way, Doug Burgum just came on and said that. Climate uh, that that uh, summit solutions will get passed oh. in North Dakota. He Ooh. just came on Ooh. and said it. Ooh. I um, love that guy. It, just so you know, Jesus. so he has decreed the king. King Burgum has decreed that summit carbon solutions will be in the state of North Dakota, oh, even great. though they just got turned down by the Public Service Commission. Now, here's the thing: They're, they just came on the news this morning and said uh, that they have to have. Carbon Summit Solutions in North Dakota, or the, the Bakken will die. Because they're going to be using that CO2 to force more oil out of the, the ground so that we have energy. Well, okay, but 
I thought we were getting away from oil for energy. That's why we're putting in all these solar panels and everything else. I thought oil was the big evil. Well, now, you, the other do you thing need is, oil to uh, get the fans going? Well, yeah, yeah, I know. But, but, but here's the thing. <laughs> the pipeline itself isn't going near the, near the Bakken. It's going to Beulah. So if, if their big deal is trying to get that pipeline into the Bakken, uh, pardon me, guys, but you're doing it wrong. Well, okay. That, I mean, what do you what do you think is? Do you have any things that you're thinking? Well, actually, there's been a, a big report that what they can do is they can they can force it into the ground and actually create diamonds. Ah, jeez, there's so many things that can create diamonds. I'm going to sit there and say, get, if you ever watch, look at the map. Beulah is is uh, north east of of Dickinson. And it's southeast of Williston, so, so they're both kind of like divided up. So obviously that would be a good distribution for the pipelines. Another thing I'm thinking as a possibility is did they find a new oil fields in in that area? Because that would be another reason that it would be going to Beulah. And the third thing in the, of all the crazy things I'm thinking about is they have that big coal-powered plant in Beulah. Do they have a way... To fire that up with carbon. There's another thing you need to consider. What's the fourth? They just re, they just discovered rare earth minerals. Guess where? In Beulah. In that area. What are they planning on? So if and understand. And with this pipeline, if it gets in, if it gets approved by the Public Service Commission, they're going to be able to utilize eminent domain Ooh. and put that thing anywhere they want. Mm. That's going to be ugly. So this is Fight the thing this, you've guys. got to understand, people, is the minute that passes the Public Service Commission, it becomes public utility. Public utilities can be used for eminent domain, and they can cram that... Excuse me, but they can cram that bitch anywhere they want to put it. And this is something that needs to be looked at. And with the rare earth minerals, I'm wondering what CO2 can force some rare earth minerals out and stuff. Because right now we have small little children in Africa and some other in China and some other places that are mining rare earth minerals. So I'm wondering if somebody hasn't come up with an, a way to use some of this carbon extraction to get some of that rare earth. Now, again, I've got my tinfoil hat cleverly we're, we're perched at a Johnny angle. There's, but, there is, in other words... Whatever it is, whatever that Beulah Follow thing is. Follow the money. It is not for your own good, buckaroos. It is not for the people. It is not for the climate. It is one thing and one thing only. It is for the money, and it is Follow for them, the not money. us. As always, Mondays. Get me all riled up, and now I have to go home, and oh, gosh darn it. Talk to my husband. But everybody, please, are, make a choice. Are you going to be just uninformed or apathetic, or are you going to get off the picket fence and do something? And realize one thing, people, sitting on the p- picket fence gets you nothing but splinters up your butt. Everybody, have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. God bless. God bless.